G'day guys and girls, thanks for joining us for part two of this Round 9 Review podcast. So we are going to jump straight back into the Sunday games from last round's action. And we'll pick it up with the first game in the morning, which was Port Adelaide versus Gold Coast, which was pretty much played in a monsoon. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was raining well, sideways. You watched and, this game, didn't you? Yeah. I watched this game. It was like pulling teeth. Yeah. It was painful to watch but there were so many fantasy guys in it that I kind of felt I had to keep watching and exactly. like willing them on to get points and you really had to will them on because we'll, we'll start with Port Adelaide like Sam Gray he's a deep draft guy not many people own him and if you do you may not have even played him on the field in a wet game uh, he was terrific with a 113 really good, yeah. Boat keeps doing what he's doing uh, Tom Rockliffe so he finished on what 105 uh, mm-hmm. now that that was a, a very Capable score, you'd be happy with that unless you had him as captain. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing because a lot of people against Gold Coast backed him in. And the thing that ticks me off the most is he only had... I mean, six tackles is enough, but... But in this sort of game... I'm picking him to get ten tackles pretty much in this game. Yeah, the amount of stoppages in this game was huge. And if I he, mean, hit-outs, Wits got 34, Ryder got 27, and Lysette yeah. got 23. Mm-hmm. Plus a, a, a 6 to right. That's what, 90 hit-outs? Quick maths. Quick maths. 90, 91 hit-outs I'm showing there. So it's... The, it's just the annoying thing, depending on who you had your, your VC on. So if you had the VC on the likes of Grundy... Or Taranto, who a lot of players might have, you know, backing in Rocky, obviously, as yeah. as the pig. Um, it, it would really yeah. hurt to see just 105. It was frustrating to watch, too, because he was always in the frame. <laughs> he was always thereabouts, but at clearance, at, at stoppages, he'd quite often, quite often yeah. set up as the, the sweeper out the back and the ball wouldn't come to mm-hmm. him. It looked like they were playing with a cake of soap. No one could control it. He'd just tap it on rather than yeah. actually pick it up. It was really frustrating. And to hindsight watch. being twenty twenty, we should realise that <coughs> the way that Rocky gets a lot of his points is through those cheap plus sixes, and you're yeah. not going to get those in a wet game. Uh, to be honest, I might have just been, you know, uh, not not sold down the river. That's not the right reference there, but I might have taken the bait a little bit based on the fact that it is Rocky. Um, and everybody I, I, hypes him up I a little bit. I think it and was the fact they were playing Gold Coast. Yeah, should have listened, looked at the weather a bit more. I generally do for midfielders, and I don't really back them in on those really wet games because it's hard yeah. to get those plus if it sixes. Was anyone other than Gold Coast, I think we would, probably would have done a little bit more due diligence on yeah. that. Although oh, well, it's done now. Although saying that, just I know we, we're going to talk about Gold Coast in a sec. Bloody Braden Fiorini pumps out a massive 140 with. 38 disposals. Yeah, because he's the guy going in and getting it. He is an absolute gun. So I, the thing is about Braden Fiorini, I always thought he was more of an outside player than an inside player, but he is a really 50-50 player he, at the he's moment. He's a pretty rounded player. Um, and the, look at the uh, the difference as well. You'd, you'd be sort of um, uh, letting it go a little bit uh, to say, right, it's a wet game. He's, he might have a few more handballs than kicks. Yeah, 29, 29 to, nine. to 9. It was outstanding. 29 kicks. Just love that yep. ratio. I mean, it wasn't a handball game, though. It was a get the ball, stick it on yeah, the boot. Yeah, true. Just, just, it was a... a um, doesn't matter where it goes as long as it's forward. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, all right, we'll go through the Who rest of the power got? players. There's not too much else to talk about, but some of the rookies... Connor Rosie, 93. Very solid. Really good. Eight tackles, he, that was what it was. He stood out as well with his clean hands. Mm. 
there was, do you remember the bit in the, I think it was the third or fourth quarter where he took the one-handed mark oh, yeah. in the forward line? It was his only mark for the game as well. Oh, but what a mark. <laughs> it was great. It was amazing. He, uh, he really stood out for cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, if you own him in a keeper league, you would have been really excited oh, you, watching that game. laughing. Uh, who else? Xavier Dersma was solid with a, uh, a 67, I think, was what he ended up yeah. on. Yeah, um, he was 46 at half time, so he slowed down a little bit, mm-hmm. but he, he was very solid early. There's a chance that one of them might get a rest at some stage as well, because yeah. Drew had a spectacular game in the uh, Sandfall. Yeah, it makes sense that they kind of rotate him through yeah. a little bit. And, and also, this will be a punishing game it, to come out of. Really, they'd be sore today. So I think that a couple of these guys might get a rest. Obviously, Joel Garner came in for his first game. Solid with a 60, actually. Yep. Um, Joe Atley, less so. Oh, 54, you know, you'd take that. Um, but hopefully not on your field. And Zach Butters had a 69 as well. So he's doing yep. just enough. But you should have probably gotten rid of Zach Butters a few weeks ago. He probably should be going by now. If you, got him, if you still have him, though, because you had other stuff to do. This was a good score. Yeah. Uh, on the Gold Coast side, we talked about Braden Fiorini, just a gun. Darcy McPherson had 12 tackles. He probably could have been on about 125, 130 points, but he gave away like 10 free kicks in the span of, bloody what, like a, couple a of minute? minutes? No, it, yeah. that's that's overstating it. He gave away four free kicks for the game, but or five free kicks, I should say. But I think three of them were in the space of a minute and a <laughs> it half. It was ridiculous. He, he was really good, though. This this sort of game does suit him with the contested um, oh, absolutely. Um, so that he's one to keep an eye Likewise, on. Likewise, Wits just went to town with the number of um, rub yeah. contests. Now he got a, he picked up a bit of an injury at one stage. It was to like his hand or something like that, yeah. or his wrist. So I'd be I'd be watching the injury list this week for Wits. Yeah, I think if you've got him in in um, <clears throat> if you got him in a draft, then hopefully, oh, hopefully you've got a someone that you can bring on the field for him if you yeah. if you need to. If you've got him in salary cap, you probably need to be looking at moving him on pretty soon anyway because he's bleeding cash and Grundy and Gorn are going back up in price now so and as for some of the other Gold Coast players there's no one to really crow about at the moment Uh, obviously these are younger developing guys I wouldn't be looking at them apart from streaming in uh, redraft leagues uh, if they've be, got a good matchup, they'll probably be owned already in keepers. Exactly. So. Some of the the better young guys like Ben Ainsworth, uh, Bose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. The, those guys will be owned. Corbett is um, someone that you probably should be looking at in salary cap. Well, Seventy one, but he's two hundred and seventy three k. Is he that much? Now? Yeah, he's oh, he's geez. a little bit more than you think. So he's not super. I think he must have gone up a lot this round. I was looking at him before. Yeah, I, I think he went up by about forty k. Let me just bring that oh. price up actually, uh, because but if I he mean, was still around about that two hundred to two hundred twenty k, I would be saying yes. With but the lack of two hundred seventy three k, there you go. He went up forty three k this week. Yeah, the lack of forward rookies so is he, really hurting us. If you owned. If you own Corbett, very mm-hmm. well done because he's a great one to have now, and yeah. he's made a hundred k already, so that's that's gold. But unfortunately, yeah, just uh, not. Uh, he hasn't really had this breakout game until too late for the rest of us. Uh, okay, we'll move over onto the Richmond Hawthorne game, and Richmond just dominated this one. They were incredible. I, I, I'm not buying into the Dusty Martin hype. Are you? No. Now, no, now I'm take not. this move on. He'll probably think that this is his good game, rest on his laurels, and not score well for the next two months. Um, He's just he hasn't been consistent enough. There's not. We talk early in the year. We talk about sample size mm-hmm. with players before making any judgments on them. This one game is not sample size to say he's back. Exactly. Um, um, so yeah, I, I'm not interested. The next two guys though, Ellis and Hooley. If you want to go a little bit loosey goosey in defence, mm-hmm. I don't mind these guys in salary cap. Their last 
three or four games each have been really, really solid. Mm. Ellis has been good all year. He has been very good. I've been thinking of both of them as draft guys the entire year, but I was looking at their numbers today. Fell into the trap. It's the Duncan trap as well. It's just, you think of them as draft guys and you just never consider them in salary Looking at them today, though, they've got the runs on the board for this year and they're cheaper than some other options out there as well. Absolutely. Hooley 636k and Ellis is 625k. If you're a bit strapped for cash and you need to move Williams on... I don't hate these guys as upgrade options. I am very interested in one of those guys for Williams. Just let me say that. I, I'm more tempted by Hearn if you can get to them because he's still only... He's just gotten over the 700 mark, so he's yep. still affordable uh, without being that uber, uber premium price just mm-hmm. yet. But these guys, if you can't quite get to that, are really good options. So if you had to pick one, which one would you be going with? I'm going with Ellis. Yeah, I because understand. I'm because Hooley, there's always the hamstring, the soft tissues yeah. concern me a bit. Uh, but then again, Same. you know, if, if if he doesn't do a hamstring, he's he's a terrific player to own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and some other draft guys, Floston, Edwards, Asprey were all spectacular. Asprey's not even a draft guy; he's a defender who just happened to take twelve marks this week. <laughs> um, Bolter was the big one, so the rookie prize player from the start of the year, seventy nine, yeah. playing that second ruck with Ivan Soldo, who is suspended for the next week. So he'll be a good one this week. So it, it basically, if you own Bolter, uh, Bolter that's awesome you can play yeah. him on the field this week probably I in that, if you're still playing a rookie in your forward line because Richmond don't have any other Ruckman except for guys that haven't made their do- debut yet have do they? no I don't think so so but I that's think it. I think that considering how well Bolter did they'll just play him as the sole Ruck yeah. maybe swing uh, a forward into the Ruck every now and then as well maybe they'll bring someone like uh, what's the young kid? Uh, Garthwaite or something like that? He might play yeah, a little bit in the, the rock, some, something along those lines. They, But yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a good chance he plays first ruck this week. Yeah. Uh, Sydney Stack scored solidly again with 71. We talked about him before. He's one you can keep for a little while longer too. Baker was down, unfortunately, yeah. with 57, but that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll move past that. He's still got a bit of money to make. Uh, we'll look over at the Hawks now. Uh, O'Meara stepping it up, which was great to see, 117. But again, Richmond don't tag. Richmond don't really look to play too closely. No, they just back themselves in. Exactly. And Warpool, big game from him, 107. Thank you, Warpool. He was getting very very nervous. He was getting very cuttable, wasn't he? Yeah. So, again, you can keep holding him until the bye. You yeah. can probably look at getting rid of him that yeah, and week. And he's pushed his break even down again a little bit. It's still pretty high it's still 82 high. Yeah. but you, it gives you enough breathing space to get through to the buys exactly and he we're taking the buy rounds that's going to be super handy yeah unfortunately he is another round 12 buy unfortunately he's one that if you can get him to the buy you can move him on and not worry about him again exactly uh so who else have we got there bruce was spectacular this game segler was solid with his contested marking eight marks all up he was and really good considering mcavoy may miss this week mm-hmm. with um an injury really good one to pick up off waiver list if he's still on yep, there absolutely uh who else have we got liam shields was a bit down this week after that incredible run for a little while but 87 is still a solid score for draft owners uh, Sicily again back down to an 83 after a couple of great games so he's still a little bit all over the shop mm-hmm. um, I'm still not sure where Sicily fits in it, it feels like to me surely he's a top 6 backman for us but then again he does put in the odd terrible game and he ha- is prone to suspension yeah so, I, I tend to agree I'm not 100% sure where he fits in the thing is his ceiling mm. he may be that inconsistent but high ceiling risky guy that you need in your 
top six. Yeah, and Jack Scrimshaw is one that you can almost look at getting rid of this week. Yeah, 42. Um, His break-even, I think, from memory is about is about 67, now. yeah. So he's he's gone past... His average is now lower oh, than geez. his break-even. 75. Oh, okay, so his average is lower than his break-even, so you can definitely get rid of him with quite a, a lot of confidence. Yeah. Um, so, especially if he's playing, because if someone like Constable is dropped, even though he has a high break-even... Yeah. Uh, if he's not playing and you don't need someone to replace him on your field, if you've got cover on the bench yep. uh, or you can upgrade somewhere else, then you can get rid of Scrimshaw because he's actually going to lose you money. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, we'll move on to the last game of the round, which I, quite frankly, don't even want to call a game. <laughs> it was genuinely bad. Like yep. This was just a horror show to watch. And... This is another one I'm G- actually glad I didn't watch. GWS legitimately could have won this game by 150 points if they wanted to. 200 points if they wanted to. They just sort of... Uh, they did they, they chipped it. They to. chipped it around. They chipped it around a ton. And that is seen in the scores. And one of There's those some scores... ridiculous scores there. Alright. I just want to say that we made a terrible misjudgment with Lockie Whitfield in terms of our assumption that when he came back... He even if he had a really good game, like 130 or something like that. That's, that's it. We were like, oh, he's playing Carlton. He'll come back. He'll have a good game. He'll have a good game. He'll, he'll have 130. And he'll still drop in price. And he'll still drop in price. It doesn't matter. We did not expect a 190. And if Nobody someone out there expected a 190, a 190, put some money on it beforehand. I guarantee these people wouldn't have been saying that they definitely thought Lockie Whitfield was making 190 because there are markets where you can do that and make some cash. So this was amazing. it was out of the box. It was incredible. He's actually going up in price how this the week. How does he go up in price with a one hundred and what seventy seven break even? One hundred eighty one was his break even last week. This really annoys me. Oh, it pisses me right off. So we've got questions about Lockie Whitfield later. So I'm going so to leave it. All... I'm going to leave it till there. Yeah. Okay. But you, you have to own Lockie Whitfield. Yeah, and apparently he's not dropping in price soon. No. So, and that's the question, or that's the word, soon. Mm-hmm. And right. that'll, that'll give you my basic yeah, argument right. for later we'll in the get question to your section. Weekly winch soon. Um, okay, Tim Taranto. I don't even want to list the players in this team, actually, because this is not happening every week. Carlton were terrible. Like, to call them witches' hats is an insult to witches' hats. <laughs> it is like witches' hats are functional and they serve a purpose in roadworks. Carlton were awful. Like, oh my god. Um, so yeah, I, obviously Tim Tarano was excellent. Shaw was great. Kelly Tomlinson Green DeBoer DeBoer scored 112. DeBoer scored 112. I've, I've got him as 105, but the point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Regardless, I'm sorry. He he did score 105. Sorry, Toby Green scored 112. I'm that furious. I can't line the players <laughs> up correctly on the screen. Um, play, right, so a player that I am disappointed with is Jacob Hopper, who only had the 80 for the game. Uh, only had the one mark compared mm-hmm. to 18 from Whitfield, 12 from Toronto. So he's always going to be that inside contested mid. They he's, probably didn't really need him for that. This exactly. Game. He's got to push up a little bit more when it comes to uncontested ball for me. Yeah. Williams. 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 43. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need to get rid of him. He's a mid-pricer. We bought him in for that even though he was looking at... uh, He was actually on track for a good score. He came off six, seven minutes before halftime and he was on 43. So he's on track for 100 plus. And considering how much they scored in the back end of the game, he could have been another player who went 110 plus. Yeah. But look... 
Unfortunately, he, he's copped an injury. His break-even is now too high. Yeah, break-even of 101. Yeah. He has done that twice this year. So he's got the ability to, but he's also done his hamstring and there's a chance he's going to miss time. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the injury list. That normally comes out tomorrow. Yeah, uh, all I've seen is that it was a, a hamstring, but did they just take him off because he was feeling a bit tight and they didn't really need to risk him or did he actually do his hamstring? Exactly. We won't know for a few days. Mm -hmm. If he's going to miss any time at all, you move him on. Um, In fact, I think regardless, you probably move him on if you can. Agreed. 100% agreed. I I would be moving him on, no question, this week. Um, He's definitely one that I'd be looking to upgrade. And players like Hearn, Whitfield, if you can get to him, I guess. Um, Ellis Hawley, we talked about, obviously... So here's a question for you, and it might be one of our um, actual Twitter questions, but Mm -hmm. would you be selling the farm to go Williams to Whitfield? It is a Twitter question. So, all right, so we'll answer that now. So this is a question in from, uh, sure. All right, we'll just leave it off when we get to the Twitter questions because we've got a few this week. Um, But so would would I be selling the farm to bring in Whitfield this week? No. 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 If, If you've got a big enough war chest in the bank that you can do it, I, do you do it? Yeah, yes. So if you've been because saving up money, costing a lot of yeah. money. If you've been saving up for something specific, this is that something specific. It, it's basically if you don't own Brody Grundy or Lockie Whitfield, those are the two that I would spend that kind of cash on. Mm. But Brody Grundy would come ahead of Lockie Whitfield. Yep. Uh, and Lockie Whitfield. I can see, uh, my argument would be, if you don't have that money squirreled away, I wouldn't be trading a premium or something down to a mid-pricer slash rookie to get him in. Like, And the other thing is, I wouldn't be trading down Zach Williams to another rookie price player to get um, so, like a Brody Smith up to hmm. Lockie Whitfield because that's bringing another rookie onto your field. You're not gaining anything yeah. really there. Yeah. Um, and Lockie Whitfield is not going to be playing this terrible team that Colton trotted out every single week he is not getting not 190 next I mean he's playing Melbourne who have been giving up points who have been giving up points but I can't see him getting past 130 so the million dollar question Mm. do you think he's going to get tagged next week do I think he's going to get tagged they don't have a tagger do they Melbourne Um, harms tags harms not so much this year it's more just a bit of attention at stoppages but he's going to have a good fortnight because he's got Melbourne and Gold Coast yeah Gold Coast is the interesting one because he'll play Gold Coast at home. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Um, look, when That's it comes a, to Lockie I'm, Whitfield getting the tag, I don't, I'm don't. i not guaranteeing that he's going to be tagged every week because he's in one of the few teams in the league where there are legitimate other options to tag. Yeah. Kelly is taggable. Cornelio is taggable. Those players yeah. need to be looked after. Yeah. Toronto's getting up to that status as well. Yeah. But on the other side of things... Lockie Whitfield was clearly the best player on field. Coaches are going to notice that and realise yeah. that you can't let him run around, get 18 marks, three goals, and bloody 40 disposals. <laughs> that stat line, though, that's just the team needs to pay better attention to him. Exactly. Not any one player. Yeah, so... Um, I- I'm torn on this one as well, because I-, I can... I've got enough money, I can go Williams to Whitfield. To Whitfield. The thing is, it cleans me out. Exactly. And then, what am I doing for my other trade? I can't do anything good. I've so got to downgrade bringing, someone. So, I'm upgrading Williams to Shannon Hearn this week, and that leaves me with 80k in the bank. Yeah, and I'm okay. ha- and that's only a little bit of money in the bank, yeah. and that's by downgrading Parker as well. So, I'm getting yeah. rid of a terrible player. I'm not making much money in the Parker trade, yeah. but I'm not looking at moving on someone else, like rushing Constable out of the side or something like that, or... Um, uh, I suppose I could maybe downgrade a scrim short of someone else to get that extra cash. 
but Scrimshaw is playing legitimately better than Parker. Yes. So yes. I want to get Parker out of the side because he's only 314k and he's losing money. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's pretty soon you're not going to be able to trade him to Exactly. Way so I yeah, I I wouldn't one. I wouldn't be selling the farm. But if you've got the cash there and it's a reasonably easy trade for you to make, yeah, obviously yeah. do it. He's, one of, he's the best in, defender going around with Jake Lloyd. I'll to that. If, it, if your second trade isn't going to harm your team in any way. Yeah. So if your second so team... So don't downgrade and bring on another rookie onto your field. Yes. If, don't downgrade a mid-price so that you bought it in the start of the year. Don't trade a, a, well, a good performing premium down yeah. to someone else. Yeah. Just don't do that. Yeah. If you can downgrade a bench player, mm-hmm. then I'm all for it. Yeah, don't up. I wouldn't be upgrading someone that you see in the top six into him either. Like Jake no. Lloyd. Some people might go, "Oh, I'll go Jake Lloyd because he's close enough in price to Lockie Whitfield." That's chasing points and stupid. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I think we've covered in a very most of the kind of way most of the <laughs> options there. Um, and you know what? I'm not even going to list off any Carlton players. I'm going to say, "Good job, Nick Newman." The ball was always in defence, so you're always going to do well. And I'm just going to leave it there. I want to mention one thing. What's that? How the hell does Harry McKay score the second most amount of points? Yeah, he was actually quite good. Three goals. He was the only one that was actually doing something half decent. He took some good contested clunks as well. You would have thought that surely if they're getting hammered by this much, the ball's not getting to him. They actually gave away a few free kicks to him as well. Uh, so they right gave away okay. five free kicks to Harry McKay. Yeah, so that's enough. if you can get five free kicks, what's that, an extra 15 points from taking it? Yeah. So. Cool, Alrighty, that was all not I wanted bad. to say. That, like, like extra you said, twenty points actually, including the the point that you get. So yeah. there's um, not a lot else really worth talking about for this. Yeah, one. I mean, Crips, we just ignore that. There's no issue there. Yeah, okay, that's just a tough game for him. Yeah. he'll he'll come back soon. But for those that don't own him, this he's going to be cheap. This, this is, is amazing because he's someone that you want in your side at the end of the year. <laughs> so we're going to get into your questions off of Twitter this week, and we'll start with one from Caleb Saint Arthur. Who says, hi guys, me again. Uh, so obviously Caleb sends us <laughs> hi, in a few Caleb. questions. Um, thanks for that, mate. Um, so he's asking, would you trade Fiorini for McRae in a redraft league? I've got Fiorini and I'm thinking of selling high. Thanks. So McRae's been a bit underwhelming compared to what we thought he would do at the start of the year. And Fiorini is obviously dominating, coming back from a small knee injury and getting 144 in a wet game. So can you repeat the question? I can't find it. Oh god! <laughs> um, so, uh, so would you trade Fiorini for McRae in a redraft league? If you own Fiorini, uh, would you sell high? No, no, in a redraft. In a redraft? Uh, no. So, so yeah, specifically in a redraft league, you don't trade Fiorini in a keeper league. No, uh, uh, no I'm holding him. You backing in, him in for I'm the year? Backing him in for the year because McRae's been average for the, the entire year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know what McRae can do, but we also know he plays for beverage. Yep. So, um, yep. and, yeah, and Fiorini I, has been doing this all year, with the exception of maybe two games. With the exception of one game, I think, where Hutchings specifically tagged him. That's how good he's been. Uh, and also another game where he got an injury. So, yep. so no, I'm backing Fiorini. Yeah, he's averaging 111. I'll back Fiorini as well, actually, mate. Keep Fiorini. Uh, next question from AJS Hawker. He just said Jack Zebel with four question marks. <laughs> um, hashtag, can we trust him? <laughs> Uh, you're right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Jeez, I'm good. Um, so Jack Zebel, can we trust him? Um, yes. I all right. I say if he's playing his midfield role, which it looks like he should, you can trust him to get to average about ninety five to maybe ninety five to ninety eight somewhere and, around. And about as that. a forward, 
I'm happy with that. At 100%, and as a very underpriced forward, I'm happy with that. If he was only a midfielder, I wouldn't even be looking at him. And as we said previously, his run for the next three games is actually quite good. Yeah. Bulldogs, Richmond, Gold Coast. Get him in. I think he can score in those. Get him in. Um, Yeah, I like that one. All right, so uh, how good would it be if you could do something... You know, if you've saved up a little bit of a war chest and you could bring in the likes of Whitfield and Zeeble this week with a small downgrade to grab a bit more cash, that would be handy. Oh, that would be living the dream. But... Um, all right, so another question from Paul saying, G'day, boys. Who's the bigger must-have out of Whitfield and Merritt? Uh, he really wants to rage trade Crips because he cost me breaking into the top five last week, but just can't do it. Shit. That wow, sucks. that is, that sucks, Paul. Um, but hey, man, you, you're still in the top 100, I, I'd hope, I'd imagine. Uh, I know mm. you've been doing well all year, so hopefully you can uh, push up there again. Uh, look, Cripps is a keep. There's, he is. You don't drop Cripps. That's not an he issue. He will bounce back from this one. And yeah. yeah, look, it's just unlucky. Yeah, so that that sucks. But who is the bigger must-have out of Whitfield or Mera? It's Whitfield for me. Yeah, Whitfield, no, no Whitfield's clearly going to be the number one defender at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Where well, Jake Lloyd is going to vie for that as well. Yeah, but it will be Whitfield. Um, I think it might be Lloyd, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah, Regardless, I, he'll be top two in his position. Yes, 100%. You Merit, need Whitfield. Merritt, I'm confident, will probably be in top eight midfielders, mm-hmm. or thereabouts. I think he'll be the top eight, though. But he's not going to be the top couple in that position. And they also... Uh, there's the possibility that other guys around there might push in every now and then as well into that yep. rolling top eight. Yep. So, whereas Whitfield, I think, will just stay there for the rest of the year. Unless yep. he cops an injury or some role change out of nowhere happens. Yeah, he's just yep. too good. Uh, Roy O'Bannon, does Whitfield's performance over the weekend make him a guaranteed tag? Uh, is Taranto or Kelly a safer, op- safer option moving forward? Uh, <laughs> My cl- classic right, so Whitfield. Here's your opportunity for your weekly Whitfield win. No, I, I think I already... Didn't I cover it? Um, you did. A little bit earlier. So, uh, they've got enough people in there that the tag won't necessarily go to Whitfield every week. But... It, I mean, he, he is a risk of getting yeah. it. He's not guaranteed to yeah. get it. In my eyes, if I were if I were an AFL coach, I would be tagging Whitfield every single week. I would put someone directly onto Lockie Whitfield, no matter where he goes... And I would let my midfield run against players like Kelly, players mm-hmm. like Cornelio and that sort of thing. But coaches don't always do that. In fact, they very rarely do that as seen on the weekend. Mm. So, so, so what you're saying is it's unusual for coaches to ask you for advice? It's also unusual for coaches to actually plan well at the moment <laughs> for some teams at Ooh. least. Wow, okay um, then. Well, you know. We'll move on. You know, Bolton. Come on, mate. We'll move you know. on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I wouldn't be... You know, looking at Taranto or Kelly over Whitfield, I, but I like Taranto or Kelly them. are great options. If I, you if you finish <clears> the year with Whitfield, Taranto, and Kelly in your team, you're a happy man. Yes. So that's the way to go, Roy. Um, okay. So uh, next question, we've got a couple of questions here from Matt <coughs> Mottram, mm-hmm. who's asking, "What are the best downgrade options this week? Oh, are there any that we can start on the field?" <laughs> um, I'm assuming he's talking rookies. Um, few and far between. Oh, yeah, and less absolutely. Some get debuts. Hinge from Brisbane. From Brisbane looked okay if he gets another terrible. game. I wouldn't be starting him on the field if I no. could help it. Um, no, I think we've done our dash with a lot of rookies at yeah. the moment. So Young from St Kilda is a forward, but again, Loney coming back in yeah. if he does come Job back in. Security's not great, no. but I liked what I saw of him. Yeah. Um, again, wouldn't be starting him on the field. Mm-hmm. 
Um, who else was there over the weekend? Now we, we've got to hope for a few more debuts from some guys that can reliably yeah. score. Play, I'm, I'm still it was okay. No, yeah. Wouldn't be starting him on the field no. if I could help it. Um, players like you know <clears throat> Hind, he's still in the VFL. He can score well when he's on the park. If he gets a debut soon, he would be yeah. someone I could look <clears throat> at. Um, yeah, like I- ironically, surely someone like Goddard might get a look in for um oh, God, for Carlton. Be starting him on the field. After, no, I wouldn't, but he'd be a good downgrade option yeah. if he gets a game because they're threadbare in their backline, Carlton, um, and they need to do something. So, yep. yeah, I unfortunately, Matt, there's not too many good downgrade yeah, wait, options. Wait for teams and hope that. Corbett's actually like not looking like too bad an option considering his low break even even though he's two hundred and seventy three k. He's probably still making cash though. I mean, you could go a Parker to him, make, make 30, 40 k. I think yeah, and he 40K. will still continue to go up in price, which is yeah. the main thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, next question from Matt was, uh, what's the greater priority? Need to trade Williams, but also want to upgrade my F six Drew to Zebel to get Petrocelli or Bolter off the field. Uh, downgrade Ooh. Williams to do this and to who or downgrade elsewhere miss out on Zebel and upgrade Williams cheers guys alright so complicated question yeah so first of all his F6 is currently Petrocelli or Bolter I'm comfortable playing Bolter on the field this week yeah upgrade my F6 Drew to Zebel to get Petrocelli slash Bolter so, off the field. Drew has been his F6 yes. this week because he was dropped. He switched him to the bench nice. for one but of Petrocelli what, what, or Bolter. What if Drew comes back this week after that great VFL game and um, he's still got a middling break even and he's playing, uh, he's got a half decent matchup? Um, he's around six by, so you're going to have to deal with him in two weeks anyway. So uh, 12 by? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Round one. six by, holy shit. Yep. You're um, thinking of last year in um, China. I am. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I'm I'm comfortable to move Drew on at this point. Yeah, And cool. I'm also comfortable to play Bolter on the field this week. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable playing Bolter on the field. Soldier's suspended. Mm-hmm. Unless they um, try and fight that and suspension. And also, he did well with Soldo playing anyway. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be happy playing Bolter on the field, mate. Yeah. Um, and I know that means you miss out on Zebel, but... Zebel's you... cheap enough, you can get him next week. Yeah, and also uh, it gives you another chance to look at him to see if that scoring maintains. I mean, yeah. it, let's not forget, he scored like 75 last week. So yeah. he's gone from 75 to 155, guys. It's not like he's been averaging smack on 100. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would be looking to upgrade Williams. Yeah, get, I would. Turn Williams into a premium player because you brought him in as a mid-pricer to as go up in stone. price as a stepping stone. So yeah. definitely upgrade Williams um, and maybe try and find some other way. Maybe get rid of Drew, but keep Bolter on the field. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's what I would be doing. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, I think that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Downgrade, downgrade Drew if you can. Yep. And then upgrade Williams. Uh, question from T-Mac. Is it time to sell Hoare? He was cheap to start with, and after a disappointing first performance and banishment, he's given me some great thrills and made me a heap of cash. Whitfield scoring this week really got me going, so do I sell <laughs> the loyal whore to get the classy Whitfield? Um, okay. <laughs> so many double entendres in there. I don't think there were double There's just single entendres. <laughs> not, no, he's talking not, about nothing, a footy player. Nothing hidden about that. Um, so, do you sell whore this week to bring in Lockie Whitfield? Break even is 61. His next game is against the Giants. He's then got Adelaide and Collingwood. None of those are particularly 
easy teams to My score My question against. would be, where are you getting the 300k from? The 310 or 320k it costs to upgrade him. If you are doing something which is detrimental to your team in order to do it, I would say no. Because mm. Hall can still score quite well. He was playing at Optus Stadium against West Coast. That's a hard matchup. Uh, and... And yeah, I think he can still meet that break-even of 61 and still score half-decently for you on your field, which we know is tough at the moment yeah. to find rookies that can do that. Yeah. But uh, if got... you've got that 300k sitting around, like it, yeah. 100%. But if you're selling the farm and downgrading a mid-pricer or doing something like that to get that extra cash, because you don't make 300k from the downgrade of you know Drew to, no. a, to a rookie price player. You don't make that you, much. You need some in the bank. Exactly. So if you've got the cash in the bank, yeah, I'm okay with that T-Mac. I yeah. like that move. If you are selling the farm, no, not at all. Hate that move. Yeah, agreed. So, um, yeah. Just, yeah, that that, that would be my yeah. thoughts Speaking on more generally about Hoare, I'm comfortable if you want to trade him this week. I'm comfortable if you want to hold him this week. Mm. It depends who you've got on your bench to swing onto the field if you're downgrading him. Yep. Um, but there's other guys I would be moving on ahead of him, like um, Scrimshaw, yep. Clark if he plays, Constable if he's named. Mm-hmm. There's a few other guys I'd be looking to move on ahead yep. of him. So would you, if you're only just affording Lockie Whitfield, yep. say you're only just affording him, would you prefer Lockie Whitfield in your team mm-hmm. uh, and no money, or Shannon Hearn in your team and 110k in the bank? Probably Hearn and 110. Yeah, that's the because thing. Because it's going to help me do another upgrade next week. And he's looking like a top six player, so there's no issue there. Yeah. yeah. Whitfield... Uh, if, he has, if he has a bad game, he is highly priced, and we know he had a bad game, and then he got an injury and came back in during a very lucky matchup. Yeah. You know, if he well, has... Whitfield's price is going to fluctuate a little bit, but it's going to hold reasonably steady for the foreseeable future. Exactly, yeah. So, if I don't get him this week... I'm not paying a lot more to get him in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. And you never know. If he does get tagged, he might even be cheaper. Yeah. All right. So It's rolling uh, the dice a little bit, but... Question yeah. from Dim Slickies, who's asking, get Grundy this week and have 250k for an upgrade next, or get a rookie off the field for Sloan slash Yo or Oliver? Ooh, Ooh. Grundy this week. Yeah, and have 250k for an upgrade Ooh, next. That's enticing. Or get a rookie off the field for Sloan, Yo, or Oliver. So he's probably upgrading wits, I'm assuming, to Grundy um, mm, yeah. with with not too much cash being involved there and saving some money. Yeah. Or he's doing what looks like uh, a sort of double up or getting, getting a very cheap player, a very lowly priced player out of his midfield um, yeah. by spending a lot of cash. I would be getting Grundy <clears throat> myself. I oh, think... Uh, Grundy. Oh, actually, Actually, then again, if you don't, if it's wits that you're doing it for, yes, I would get Grundy because he, I believe, he has the exact same buy as Grundy and Gorn, so there's no benefit to keeping him until the buy. If it's Riley O'Brien, you're doing it for. I'd hold him. I'd hold him because he can play through that buy week, and you can trade him out the following one. Um, Otherwise, yeah. So I, I'm. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm almost looking at getting the rookie off the field and bringing in like a Yo or an Oliver. Yeah, I think I I need to know a little bit more about the situation. Yeah, feel free to send us through some more info, mate. So tell us who you're trading out, what where you're getting the cash, what's that second trade you're doing with the Grundy with Grundy involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyone out there can always send us through questions. Uh, mm-hmm. We are on Twitter at Extended Venture AU. So make sure to get in touch with us. Um, 
yeah, I, I need to know a little bit more about that. But just to help him out a little bit, uh, how do you rank those three? Sloan, Yo, and Oliver? Um, Yo, Oliver, Sloan. Yeah, exactly the same for me. 100%. So I'd yep. be going Yo first, Oliver second, and then Sloan yep. would be my third choice. Yep. Uh, great. So that's all the questions we've got time to answer this week. We do have a few more, but we'll get back to the rest of you on Twitter. So uh, we're going to play our favorite game for the week. <laughs> It's, it's our favourite game every week. Risk it for the biscuit. What we do here is we troll through your waiver lists. We look at players who have very low ownership in ultimate footy. They've got to be owned by less than 50% of the competition. Uh, they've got to have not been picked by us in previous weeks, which is getting harder and harder it to is, do. It is. Uh, you're really you know, scraping the barrel. That 50% really starting to frustrate me. I know. Well. We yeah, might need to up that next year. There's a lot of 50. Yeah, I think we may need to because there's a lot of 52s, 55s yeah. who are unowned in a lot of leagues. Um, but yeah, so uh, we want to make sure we find someone who this specific week or maybe in the next fortnight will go on an absolute run, an absolute tear and get you some good scores. In case you've got an injury, in case you've got... A, gr- a really hard matchup you're coming up yep. against. These are the yep. players. In, ca- you want in to case bring you're on. just streaming your F6 or your D6 or something exactly. week to week based on matchups, this is someone we think you might be worth looking mm-hmm. at. So, how did we go last? Well, I know I did <laughs> terribly well. last week, Not so well. I got a zero. You had Callum Brown and Battle, both fails. Zero zero. I had Ben Brown, massive fail. Massive fail. I had Ben Ainsworth, who was oh so close. He but was didn't quite oh so get close. There. Yeah. Um, so it's a fail from both of us. Yeah. Did, did, you mentioned um, uh, the young lad from uh, Kangaroos, though, last week, I believe, who who pumped out a, a, a hundred, which was really, really good. I mentioned a bunch of people last did- week. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, the ones that I actually picked didn't score. So, um, uh, Who am I thinking of? Jai Simpkin, I think you mentioned, just as a little sneaky yes, sneaky. he was very good so last he week. So he was really good. Now... All right, we're going to get into it, so hopefully we'll wipe, wipe off the dust from last week's think picks. I was first last week, so, so I think it's yours. my pick this week. So I'm going to go with a forward mm-hmm. uh, from St Kilda, 47% owned, uh, Tim Membry. I'm uh, going with this week. Um, now, Membry, he's coming off a 70 and an 86, so some average scores. Uh, but it's his it's his matchups that I love. So pretty much you can't go wrong with any St Kilda players this week. They're playing Carlton, and Carlton are terrible. <laughs> yeah. So they're playing. And they have no backline exactly at all. So they're playing Carlton, and then their next two games after that are Port and Gold Coast, which is yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So you can almost afford to hold memory for a couple of weeks after yeah, that. Absolutely. So it, it's a matchup based one. Mm-hmm. If Tim Memory's available, go out and grab him this week what for a streaming 46%. position. 46% owned. I'm surprised he's not higher ownership than that. Uh, he's. I'm surprised he's actually around about that ownership, to be fair. He should rightfully be owned by about, I would say, 25 to 30% of the really? competition. But he's got some decent name value. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only averaging, I think, mid-60s for the year. Um, yeah, but enough. he's had a good couple of weeks leading up to this. And up, up against Carlton, you can't lose. Love it. Yep. Alrighty. Um, my first one is actually the young guy that you mentioned just before, Jai Simkin. Oh, yeah, there you go. North forward, 35% owned. His last three, he's got 85 versus Carlton, mm-hmm. 77 versus Geelong, and 100 versus Sydney. The 77 versus Geelong is the one that I like the best. Yeah, me too. So That's I like really the fact solid. that he's had scores against both good and bad teams, mm-hmm. and kind of in between teams that we're not sure, to, sure about, like <laughs> Sydney. Um, he's got the Dogs up next, who are another kind of in-between team we're not quite sure about, but 
I feel that he can probably put up a decent score this week. I agree with and that. And I feel like he might finally be starting to... Um, Live up to some of that talent, because he was yes, an early draft pick. Absolutely. Um, and they'll want to get him playing more and more games, and playing more and more through the middle as well. Yep. Uh, okay, so my next pick is pretty much a mirror image of my first pick. This is another St Kilda player, another forward. <laughs> we know the forwards are going to do well for against exactly Carlton this reason. week, for exactly the same reason. Um, and this is Dean Kent, owned by 18% of the competition. Now, basically, Dean Kent is almost the ultimate roller coaster. He's either high or low every week. He doesn't have too many average scores. No. He's had two scores in the 30s this year, as well as two scores above 100. <laughs> so he's got a decent ceiling, but he's also got a really horrible basement. He does. So it depends on the matchup. And playing Carlton this week, I think the ball will be in that forward 50 a fair amount. Yep. Um, you know, they may come out spitting fire, but they just don't have the talent there to, to do much about it, to be honest. If Saints can control the ball use, um, yeah. you know, get a few plus sixes around the ground, I don't think Colton have anything to match it. So I think Dean Kent will have a very good game. All right, fair enough. Yeah, just for this week, though, just for this <laughs> week. <laughs> yes. I'm much more comfortable streaming Membry for a couple of weeks than I am streaming yep. Dean Kent for a couple of weeks. Yep. All righty. I'm going to go with a bit of a... Um... I don't feel super confident about it. But... I can see. I can see you don't feel super confident about it. You. <laughs> Gary Rowan. Oh, yeah. Cats forward, 16% owned. He had 90 versus the Dogs in round six. He's had uh, also had scores of 96 oh, versus well, he's West playing, Coast and he's 77. He's playing Gold Coast. He's playing Gold Coast. He scores well when he gets a lot of marks and kicks a lot of goals. Oh, he's going to smash it this week. That's a great pick. Love oh, it. I don't know. I've got a horrible feeling that he's going to be the guy that just kind of... Or is he going to be the guy that's rested? No, nah, nah. they wouldn't rest him. No, he's had, an, he's had a, a couple of weeks off or a week off um, earlier in the season, I, I think, think. So, so yeah, um, yeah I, I love that. Gary Rowan is a great pick. So, he's, yeah. Just very quickly, and not from a fantasy perspective, he's been amazing this year since he, he moved across to Geelong. I never thought he was this good a player when he was at Sydney. No, he's a, he's a really good player. Uh, it's, he's really I think, pulled it together. Yeah, he's, he's being played in the right role. And or there's just a... A more consistent team this year around him, maybe? Uh, I mean, they're just so good. I think what they are asking him to do is... No, I think what the rest of the team is doing around him is supporting his role a lot better. Yeah, I like that. That's a good call. All All right, right, so those are our picks for this week. So we're looking at Gary Rowan and Jai Simkin on your end. I'm looking at Tim Membry and Dean Kent. Go ahead and grab those guys off your waiver lists. And obviously, of course, um, Darcy Ford is the... Low-hanging fruit yes. off your waivers. So, if he's available, especially in keepers, grab him. Grab him. He, he looked good. So if he gets another game especially, he's going to be very interesting to watch. So that is our podcast for this week. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Make sure to jump on iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us a review. We love reading what you guys have to say. Uh, if you do have any questions, we are at ExtendedBenchAU on Twitter. You can flick us through any questions anytime you like. But until next week, I hope you have a fantastic weekend of fantasy footy. Hope your premiums go big. Hope your rookies score well and go up in price. Yeah, they have to go bigger than this week. And we'll catch you next week for our round 10 wrap up podcast.